Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me today is Morley Kurt. Hello. And Adam Mackey. G'day. Oh, we got an Australian up in her. Uh, <laughs> up in her. <laughs> up in her. What's been in your clamps this week, Morley? Well, this week I have been hard at work on my most recent video, which will be out by the time uh, this podcast drops. So it is a video on making concrete planters with 3D printed molds. So our brainstorming episode really kicked me into gear, into thinking about more ways to integrate uh, 3D printing with concrete. And Mm -hmm. when I heard about the Quickrete One Bag Wonder Challenge, everything just kind of lined up really, really nicely. So yeah, I am uh, super excited about this video. Um, I was really surprised with how well it worked. I was pretty nervous that the 3D printed mold parts would stick really strongly to the concrete because it still has that surface texture. Like I gave it a light sanding, but um, I essentially printed it at a really high resolution to minimize the texture, but it's still there regardless. Um, But it demolded really nicely um, it looks sweet, and I think it's a like fantastic proof of concept for you could make the craziest, wildest looking planters in shapes that you would never expect out of concrete. Um, so I'm hoping like a lot of people get inspiration from it uh, to do projects like it because I, I know like doing 3D printed mold positives is very common, and then mm-hmm. um, casting silicone around that to then use as a negative and then put rigid materials inside but I don't think it's as common to just use it for the negative itself. Um, so I'm hoping this is kind of like an empowering DIY video. Um, I'm, uh, I'm super excited to see how you take it apart and somehow are able to reuse it. You don't have to get into it now if you don't want to, but, uh, I'm just like, look, so you've, you've shared the picture and by the time this is out, people can go look at it. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just wondering, like, how did you get that apart? Um, so, I mean, I basic like each side had like a, f- on the outside, it was a flat piece and then it was textured on the inside. So it's like four sides, right? Yeah. Um, with mitered corners. So I kind of clamped the edges of the mold piece and was able to like pry it off. I cut the hot glue and then pried it off. But um, if I were to do this again, you could literally print handles onto the mold and use that to get more leverage. Um, So that's the pro of doing a 3d printed is you can, you can add like functional parts to take it apart easier. The first one was pretty tricky, but once I figured out for the first, like it, it was a breeze for the second. It's just figuring out how to like leverage it the right way. So is the, is your mold four pieces? Yeah, so it's four sides okay. and then a melamine base, and then the inside is just like a plastic container. Cool. Yeah. Um, That's, it looks really good. I hope you do well in the contest. I hope so too. Um, you guys want to hear something that grinds my gears though? So Yeah, I do. I definitely do. When I think of this project, right, I think like this is a DIY project. Um, this is very simple tools. And honestly, like, more of my friends my age have experienced 3D printing 
than they do with woodworking tools. And if people think DIY is traditional woodworking tools, I am telling you that is increasingly not the case. And mm. things are going to be changing as, as um, the generations change. Um, so I was going to our DIY because I was thinking, I was like, oh, this could be a great post for over there. Like I explained every step. It's I'm posting there for a while. This is like a great multimedia project. But on their rules, they have a list of prohibited projects. You want to hear what their prohibited projects are? Yeah, go for it. So it says prohibited projects include crafts, general maintenance, general maintenance items, CNC slash laser cutting slash 3D printing projects in which the project is primarily complete with those methods, software projects, cooking, sewing, and cosmetics. Right. Our, our DIY isn't DIY. Just so everyone no. knows, it is like the opposite of DIY. There are just some people with a very strong opinion on what they want to see who have a popular mm -hmm. subreddit. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's created its own culture. So, I mean, w reading this, I, I'm it makes me angry that they have 3D printing as a banned topic, because like I said, 3D printing is incredibly empowering and you can get a 3D printer and most people already have a laptop for less money than all the tools you would need to set up a woodworking shop, which our DIY would call real DIY. And they'd say like, oh, no one has a 3D printer. I mean, we've all seen the comments, whatever. Um, so I'm planning to just like message the mods because I would rather not get banned. It is a subreddit that I like being a part of um, and say like, hey, I know like 3D printing is a large part of this, but there's also a lot of other things going on. And I think this is kind of like what you would see as a DIY project. And see if they but see if they let me put it on. They're so like hypocritical because they'll be like, "Oh, that's too expensive." Here's an epoxy river table, though, where oh the epoxy yeah. cost like nine hundred dollars. You're like, "Yeah, so where's the DIY?" Like DIY means you did it yourself. It's not about how much money it goes into. The big thing comes down to whether or not people believe that three D printing and CNC. Like I could see them being against that because they go no computer, uh, like the computer did the the stuff, right? So they're like you have to physically do it, and that is some people's definition of DIY, and that's why they don't like it, is because I couldn't replicate that without a three D printer. Well, I couldn't replicate building a table without a circular saw, so. <laughs> but, but you you could you could use a handsaw. Well, I mean, there's scale at a certain point, right? I mean, like, I get better what you're tools. Saying, I know, I know, I know you agree with me. Better tools always yeah. make things easier. But the fact of the matter is, is like, I, I just find it wild that like more of my friends my age have experienced 3D printing than with woodworking, and and some people call that not DIY. It is. It definitely is, and it's way more empowering. Well, what I think is, it's. You can go to Home Depot and pick up – once you can go to Home Depot and pick up a 3D printer, I think that's when things <laughs> will start to change. Because right now, you can go to Home Depot on a sale, get a bag of tools, and you're set to do half the projects out there on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. Like in one box, you're good to go. The way I read that – the way I hear that rule though is it's not – they're prohibiting 3D printing. It's more that they just don't want something that's just being completely 3D printed and that's it. Right. So I think... So if you were to print a tool or something, I think that's fine. So yeah, I think it could, would fall in their purview. But yeah, just to be safe, I'm probably going to message them before I post it. Hmm. Um, yeah, anyways. 
Well, I, that aside. I, I agree with you. And I actually think you could do this without a 3D printer now that I've thought about it more. Because I could just okay. sculpt a mold out of wood and use yeah, that as I mean, the like there's the a th- now that I've thought about it more, I could sculpt a model and make that the mold. Oh yeah, never mind. You that should is have what no I problem. did virtually. So I basically like made a tool to cut the planter shape, um, and then had the planter and then use the planter to make the negative. I just did everything on the yeah. computer that you would literally do with a power carver, um, or knives or, or what have you. Hmm. Um, yeah. So excited about that. Um, excited for people to see it. It was a very fun video. There's some lots of penny features in it, which I know is always well loved. Um, and I have like a bunch of other projects that I'm getting started on now to do commissions for the holidays. Um, yeah, but rather than talk about that now, I will talk about those in the coming weeks as I actually start working on them. But Adam, what is in your clamps this week? So I've been building a gardening trolley, which at Ashley is more just like a cabinet. So um, my cousin-in-law has like an old bathroom. They got their bathroom renovated. She's been using this like old little white cabinet, like cheap uh, fiber board or whatever you want to call it, chipboard. Um and like it's outside in the weather, so it's just been getting ruined. So my uh, auntie-in-law asked me to make a like a new one, to re- like something that would last longer. So I used the plywood I had left over from the uh, the van build, built a just a simple box, and then I'm coating the entire thing in like thin pallets. So it's like the headboard that I did. And then the, I had a bit of hardwood left over from the van build as well, so I'd use that for the top. And then I've just got to put doors on the front of it, put some wheels on the bottom, and um, I'm going to pull a, I'm going to put a sliding, like flat board to come out in the top cavity. So there's like you can pull it out and work on it and that sort of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's funny. I, I built the uh, like the box, and I was like to a lot of people, like a lot of people that are getting into this and that, like just building that simple, just plywood box to them would be a big accomplishment and to me i was just like i'm just doing it so i can then cover it in like to me it's nothing Hmm. it's just my like where i'm starting in a way you're in in australia i notice a lot of fences and decks are built out of hardwood is that still the case to this Uh, day no (laughs) older houses yes if they haven't been replaced but pretty much everywhere's just color bond what is color? Which is it's color plastic. It's uh, like like tin, like oh. a tin 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 roof, but it's like painted. Oh. You don't have color bond? No, I just haven't. I mean, I'm not a homeowner. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that would be. I've, well, I've what, never what's heard of f- that. So wooden fences are pretty rare these days. You do find people that do they they like a wooden fence, so they they'll build a wooden fence, um, and then yeah, it's made out of hardwood. But the the problem is that here in in australia is if you own a house and you want to put like you want to replace the fence between your house and the next door neighbors it has to be like a joint decision everyone has to pay half and all sort of so like you can't just say i want a wooden fence i'm getting a wooden fence like they have to agree for a wooden fence and a lot of people don't like it because of termites and all that sort of stuff it's Mm. just colorborn lasts forever that's interesting um i don't know if it it might be tin I'm, i'm not sure i know it's metal yeah, I've seen – so it's yeah. like the corrugated metal. I've seen yeah, like like, pe- like Dirk yeah. has like made a bar. D- 
Dirk from uh, Sumo's project yeah. made a bar with the color bond. I did the front. same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. There's a difference so, between. Go ahead. There's a difference between um, like corrugated iron and colorbond. So colorbond is like a, it's a different shape. But I don't know what metal it's made out of, but it's also painted. Whereas corrugated iron is just like that, like sort of wave stuff. Yeah, that you would normally have on a roof. Yeah, you'd, okay. It's like yeah. that stuff, but whatever. It's made on yeah. a fence. <laughs> uh, so the question why I asked is we use all softwood for our outdoor, like anything that goes outdoor, basically, if it's not teak, which is like crazy expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like $50 a board foot. Uh, if it's not teak, then it's cedar, which is a softwood. I just thought it was interesting because you're making this outdoor thing and you're like, I'm going to coat it in pallets. And it's like in Australia, <laughs> I guess that's what you do is you put your, yeah. your outdoor thing is like coated in, in hardwood and it's going to last. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, the pallets we get are mainly like pine, I think Merbau and um, – poplar pretty ready at a poplar one i was i actually was going through some of the boards but and i think i did get some poplar i'm not actually positive like what it looks like to be honest um but it's not pine and it's not like it seems like a cheap wood so i don't know yeah um and the only other thing i've done this week is i bought a green screen i'm so excited (laughs) yeah are you gonna start flying through your videos like superman across the top not really, but kind of. So I have an idea. Um, I don't really want to get into. I don't want to give away my idea. But if you like bourbon, um, oh, what's his name? Bourbon, bourbon moth. Yep. Woodwork. So yeah, if you like his thumbnails, then that'll give you an idea. But I'm going to take it into video form. So cool. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. So you painted your house orange green. Yeah, I did some more orange painting. But this time I actually turned out I liked it. So I painted my front door um, and the same color as the shutters, but it looked just so much better. And it really balanced out the top and the bottom. I think it like made my yeah. house look a lot better. I love um, it. I think it looks great. Thanks. Mm. I agree. And there was, we just got lucky with some like really warm days here, even though you know, we're in November. So yeah, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Cause I had to like, for it to dry, like I had to have the door open for, I don't know, like 12 hours. Mm. Um, and it was fine. didn't want to do it overnight cause it's my front door, but you know, so the second coat actually went on the next day and I had to reassemble the entire door, uh, and then take it apart in the morning and do a second coat, but whatever. (laughs) Sometimes that's what you got to do. Um, and then while the, the, the paint was, the camp in the front door. yeah, I have, we have a, like a dual door system, so it wasn't too bad, but, no. but the second door isn't, isn't like a real door. Like it's a sliding door and it just like, there's no lock or anything on it. It's more for like uh yeah, air. Right. Yeah. We, we only use it like to keep the dog from like, like a flat screen. Yeah, but it's not the second door is a door. Anyways, okay. The, the, like this, uh, we have like two, like more like an airlock system, right. where you have like you go in and you shut one door and then you can open up the other door. Mm. Yeah, 
Okay. So that way I can walk into my front entranceway, close the door behind me, open the door in front of me, and then the dog doesn't get out. It's only, but it's only like four or five feet. Um, yeah. yeah. I also, while I was waiting for the paint to dry, I prototyped out some closet cubbies because one of my pet peeves is uh, like just trying to get all the hats and mitts and stuff for the entire family. And there's like, especially in fall, fall is the worst time because you have everything from summer left over and you're trying to trans get into the winter stuff, which is like way heavier. And, uh, you know, so that means like you got like three sets of gloves for everyone and three different hats. And so I made a a bunch of perfect way to to clean that up. How's that move to Australia and then you don't need all that heavy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, then I'd have to live near you. Uh, Uh, so yeah, sick burn, bro. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I just like mocked up some basic uh, cubbies made from some leftover like three quarter inch plywood. Um, and they're pretty basic looking. And if I like them, then I'll make them out of something nicer. And if I don't like them, then I didn't care because it was wood that I found uh, walking around the neighborhood. Because my neighborhood is apparently uh, I'm the person who goes around the neighborhood and picks up all the trash. <laughs> like people throw stuff out and I'm like, that's good stuff. What are you doing? And everyone else apparently has money. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure that's me. Yeah. Uh, but so that was a little bit of fun. I don't know. Uh, like it's not something that I really think is like video worthy because it's literally like building a tiny shelf hmm. and then you stick it in your closet like i don't know is there is there any like nugget in there or it's just not prototyping it i went i don't think there's any nuggets there's all right like i couldn't i couldn't go one less long edit you have to do so there you go (laughs) yeah but that means one less video that i get to make so yeah you know i i don't mind putting out a two-minute video if i thought anyone would get something from it but it's like put together with like pocket holes and it's like a bunch of like cubby holes and shelves. It's nothing. I just, I don't know. I couldn't see it being useful for anyone. If you are contemplating making that and you can't make that step, I video probably won't help you. <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing I've been working on, I've had a super productive week after talking about productivity in the last episode i just uh i decided to be really productive plus it's been a week and a half since we recorded um and i've been working on the mystery uh maker oh i received the the mystery maker collab part of the makers on zoom having coffee i received my stuff and i sent out my stuff um so that's very like fun and interesting um you know who sent it to you yes so you know who sent it to you, but you don't know. Well, not necessarily. So the person I sent mine to will know because I put my stickers in. But if yeah. other than that, they wouldn't have known. I guess that's true. Yeah, they. I got stickers too. So yeah, the person I sent it to, I put a note with it, and no stickers because yeah. everyone's already has my stickers, and I run out. 
Just I'm just waiting for a nice sticker mule to come in for rounded corner squares or rectangles or whatever. Mm. The problem is like I think the next time they just do a die cut one, I'll just do a die cut and then just make it a like cuz the, when they do the die cut, it's like so it's way cheaper than doing the regular price even if you just want the circle or square. Yeah. Anyways. So the speaking of stickers though, I know mine aren't as good of quality as um as sticker mule, but as long as you don't like put them on the back of your car, you're pretty well good. I got a thousand for thirty bucks. <laughs> wow. But then you know what ha- <laughs> one day you're gonna want to change your logo and you're gonna be like, Oh my god, but I have like five hundred stickers left. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what I do is every time I do a sticker swap, I just send them like ten stickers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, I, I've been ordering them 50 at a time through Vistaprint and they like show up yeah. next day, but they're not good quality stickers. And mm. I've just been waiting for Sticker Mule to have what I want to go on sale. But uh, maybe I'll just bite the bullet. Stickers are so damn expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a good business to get into. Yeah. And uh, that brings me to my next thing, the Fools with Tools uh, treasure trade that I've been working on. And it's a secret, but I have it and I showed it to the guys earlier. And both of them said, I don't watch that show. And I I was sad for both of them because they've missed out on some great stuff. Because I'm Um, a nerd. All right. So we're not going to say any more. Because it's a secret and never you never know that people might listen. It's Halo. <laughs> so Halo. yeah, it's definitely Halo. Uh, the TV show <laughs> Red versus Blue. It's on Netflix. Or at least it's on Netflix Canada. Um, this is sad. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's on the internet as well. They were an internet TV show that used uh, Halo. Anyways, great show. That's Hashtag my PirateBay.com. Well, you don't have what? to. It's just like go to their website. It's free. I know. I was just, yeah. I don't even use Pirate Bay. I was joking. Yeah. Um, but something <laughs> did happen. <laughs> something did happen uh, while I was making it. Um, and I got some kickback on the table saw that saw three inches of plywood. A three, a three by three piece uh, shoot across the blade into my stomach. That was not Ooh. fun. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have like a bruise Dang. or did it cut you? Uh, I don't think I'll have a bruise. Uh, I was wearing like, cause it's cold out today. It was like four degrees Celsius. So I was wearing like extra padding. Uh, so do yeah, I always have to get a new, do either post. of you guys have, um, behind your table saw, like a piece of plywood stuck into the wall behind it, or, uh, you haven't had that happen yet. So I've, I've had my garage doors dented from, uh, a piece of Oak that wow. went almost through it. Yes. I have literally never had kickback. Your your saw's not powerful enough. <laughs> exactly. At the uh, at the scenery it's shop, not, it's a behind it's a two hundred dollar table saw behind yeah, one of the cab- behind one of the cabinet saws. They have um, uh, there's like this like Hall of Fame kickback on the wall, and it's like all pieces. Wow. Um, you know where it's like you have like the straight cut and then it goes jagged. So it's, yes. every, everyone like signs and dates it. Some of them have blood on them. Um, and one Ooh. is literally just like a piece stuck into the wall. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a so, cinder block wall. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So <laughs> this was shit. a this was like three inches wide of plywood. And I 
the problem is when it's three inches wide, I feel more confident with my fingers. But I was doing it with the stupid pitch push sticks, which I'm never I don't feel as comfortable with because my hand like I feel like they're they're more unsteady than my hand. I know what my hand's gonna do. Uh anyways, so I, I kinda like repositioned my hand because I felt like it was getting too close to the blade and that and it just went flying right at the end of the cut. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was standing off to the side and it went to the side. Like I might have video of it. I'll have to check. I don't think I'm in the shot, but I might have some fun video. Uh, But my other problem is because it's so cold outside, the batteries on my GoPro are lasting like five minutes. It's really frustrating. Um, That's rough. And it's only going to get worse. New camera, new camera. No, it's it's the problem is the cold and batteries. Like cold plus batteries right. doesn't like because I bought brand new batteries for it uh, because I thought that was the problem and it's just the cold. What if you insulated the camera? Could you like wrap it in something, make a little case for it? Totally. I could also bring it inside every once in a while mm. instead of leaving it out in the garage. <laughs> that would probably help. It's and so I could weird because <laughs> the, people always say like leave batteries uh, in the freezer to make them last in the fridge. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my stepdad leaves them in the fridge. Is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Right, that's not for a different tomato sauce in the fridge. That's not lithium, though. Oh. I don't know. Right, so that's a that's a uh, alkaline batteries are like that. So it's all in the way that they do right. their charging, um, or like discharging. But uh, yeah, and that has, I think, more has. I don't know to if do- it- I don't know if this is an Australian thing, but talking about things in the fridge, does tomato sauce go in the fridge or the cupboard? Is it open or closed? Uh, it doesn't matter. Open. Open in the fridge, closed in the cupboard. Boom. Agreed. Gross. <laughs> well, it's what on- gr- so so what, do, what do you do? It's in the cupboard. It lives in the cupboard no matter what. <laughs> well, if it's open, then it's not sealed anymore and it can go bad. It goes in the cupboard. Okay. I've never had tomato sauce go bad. <laughs> all right. Maybe we're all just uh, putting unnecessary strain on our fridge compressors. Yes. Well, it's better to have a full fridge than an empty fridge. Okay. I take it I take it as this isn't such a big topic in Canada because in Australia, this is a massive thing. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> Yes. No, we... Everyone has their own opinion of whether it goes in the cupboard or the fridge, and everyone so, likes to voice their opinion. The not a lot that, going down. Not go, not a lot going on down there, is there? <laughs> <laughs> so our conversation is: Does butter go in the fridge or not? Yes. I mean, I I, butter will go. It will definitely go bad if it's not salted and you leave it out of the fridge. So, like, I if I, if I was having butter in a butter dish to keep it soft, it would be salted. But you have to make sure it's like a nice sealed butter dish, or else it it will go bad. It just takes some time. Yeah. So I've I grew up. Butter always lived on this, in the butter dish on the counter. One part of the butter, like it comes like in a big thing, and you cut it into four, like. Mm. You take one quarter of the stick of butter, put it in a butter dish. And it's like not sealed. It's just a glass on glass thing. And that's how I've lived my life. And it's I've never had a problem. And then I saw people pulling their butter out of the fridge. And then it's impossible to spread on toast. 
Yeah. Okay, well, I don't use butter. Real, we use butter for cooking. I use margarine, or we use nut butter at the moment because health kick. Um, but I can't stand like melted butter. I just can't. Like I, I would not. I if you if you go to Macca's, I don't know. You probably get them different over there. But if you were to buy say hot cakes from Macca's, it comes with like a little butter and maple syrup. Mm-hmm. If the butter is melted in any way, I will throw it out and not touch it. I just can't stand melted butter. Okay, well, that's there's a whole yeah. bunch of that that I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, so me neither. We're gonna I, I we're gonna keep where this. melted butter is a condiment, so I I do not relate at all. Great, right. where are we going? Yeah, we're just going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, so the, this is gonna be a scuffed episode. The uh, the last thing that I worked on this week. Um, is that I started making a new top and uh, shelves for my basement shop, my uh, furnished shop. If you watch some of my winters that I my, my videos that I put out in the winter, you'll see me doing glue ups in there, and you see me doing like I don't know, just random stuff. But mm. I want to make it way nicer down there um, because it's right now it's like this painted uh, like melamine garbage thing and like some of the paints come off and there's pink underneath the white paint and it just looks ugly um so i put bought some uh, maple veneered plywood and i made some thin strips of maple um and did up the edge banding and put a new top on it and i'm making that into a video because i don't know just i guess there's a little nugget of making uh thin strips of plywood or thin strips of maple um, and then I'm going to make some shelves as well. So it's like six feet long. Nice. Very exciting. Hashtag don't need two shelves. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I actually, actually never put, I, <laughs> I actually never put two and two together that you actually work in the two different spaces, depending on the weather. Yeah. I just thought you, I thought it was like a little overflow room off your current shop or something. I never thought about it. Well, like I have used it a couple times in the summer as an overflow room, but it's not often because it's not as nice to go down there. But if it's like I want to do something yeah. and make sure there's no dust on it for some reason, and I know I'm going to be like making a lot of dust, then I'll go down there. But uh, yeah, I uh, that would be nice to not have to worry about having a second shop. But anyway, I look at it. I want it to look nicer down there. So, hey, speaking of um, a second shop. Uh, I have something kind of exciting that's going to happen. Ooh, tell us all about it. Um, so Eden's brother and his wife, um, his wife is pregnant. She is due in February. Mm. And they are moving out of their current apartment. They're actually looking for a house. Um, and their apartment is a sweet deal. It's in a really awesome part of Toronto. It's like two bedrooms. They got a little outdoor space. They have a backyard. Um, they have a garage space. It's a two-car garage. They have a space in the garage. So we kind of joked a while ago that like, yeah, whenever you guys move out, like we want to take your apartment. Um, so now it is looking like that's actually going to happen. That is um, awesome news. Yeah. We met with a landlord yeah. today. Um, she's super nice. She seems to really like us. Um, so it looks like we're full steam ahead to move in there February 1st. So there's two bedrooms. That's awesome. So one bedroom is going to be like um, storage space slash uh, dedicated workspace, Hmm. which is going to be really nice. Won't have a big multi-purpose room anymore. (laughs) Um, 
and then I'll have that space in the garage if ever I need to like do some um, cut some wood up or anything. I can just set up some saw horses in there. Um, nice. But yeah, we're super excited about that. It's going to be like such a level up from where we are right now. Yeah. It that sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Like Yeah. I remember doing the like having to cart your your tools outside to do any cutting or or like working in a tiny spot and you're just like always frustrated and it's like this burden to do anything. It's just going to open up a lot of possibilities, I think. To someone yeah, I think- who already opens all the possibilities. <laughs> Well, it's like you, you, you grow to fill the space you're in, right? So like like the second you have any more storage or any more room, you're like, how did I ever survive without this? Yeah, um, so true. Yeah, so it's going to be nice. It's definitely going to be nice. Um, we're, we were kind of planning today how we're going to set everything up. And there's a big bay window in the living room, which is like lovely. Um, we can actually both cook in the kitchen at the same time as well, uh, which will be really nice. <laughs> It won't be crowded anymore. You have to have a new thing. Yeah, we'll have to build the walls in the kitchen to make it crowded. Ah, I like it. Yeah. Well, before we chat anymore, I think it's time to do a giveaway. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. So, does that mean you've made the clamp? We're going to draw names for a giveaway. So, the other thing I want, <laughs> I'm going to be working on this weekend is I'm going to be doing the, the clamp clamp. That's my like. Uh, project for the weekend but uh we'll see we'll see how it goes uh but for those who are new listeners we've been doing a little contest uh or giveaway for people who wrote reviews and we have got all the names together in a single uh little spin the wheel thing and we'll be publishing this spin the wheel thingy on our instagram so that you can show that we are not uh you know, lying about yep, it. Currently screen recording. Yep. And uh, yeah, so let's spin the wheel and see uh, which one of the many amazing people are going to get us uh, going to get a clamp clamp. All right. You ready? Ready. Ready, Freddy. Three, two, one. Uh, you guys can't see. I was it. really it's hoping spinning. for like a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> you got to okay. edit that in, Adam. Edit a sound effect yeah. in. It, it didn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me, uh, if I unmute my laptop, let's see if it makes sound. All right. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> Sussy grants. Oh, is, big, is it fix it fingers? It is fix it fingers. Oh, oh dang. Well, I'm going to make so, a nice tiny clamp. I was just going to say, a clamp I can put in an envelope. I just realized he hasn't made the clamp yet because he wanted to see how big to make it for postage. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, no, I have a bunch of different plans for clamps. Um, they just, I don't know which one will work out um, and actually work uh, depending on what I'm doing. So I'm going to try and make... You can always ship it... You can always ship it by boat. It's it takes a while, but yeah. it's it is cheaper. <laughs> I, like I shipped, like Adam was the one who. So like whatever giveaway I've ever done has gone to Australia, and Adam won uh, <laughs> one of the giveaways, and I shipped it to him, oh, and it was hilarious. like only twelve dollars, but it was by Sweet. boat, and you it wrote. took forever 
but I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whatever, it's going to get there. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations, when Eden, James. When Eden, was, when Eden was studying abroad in Singapore, um, I was sending her a care package and I accidentally selected the buy boat option, Ooh. thinking that eight to 12 weeks was actually eight to 12 days. Um, so luckily it got to her while she was still there. But by the time it got there, like all the candy was really stale. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I will be shipping it by, by boat for sure. It's all right. He know, he'll know it's on the way. At least. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll connect with him to make sure his address is up to date. And that'll also give me a little more time to build the clamp clamp. <laughs> Um, Where did that laugh come from? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I accidentally played the video of the screen recording. That's <laughs> uh, done. Cool. So if you haven't guessed yet, we don't really have a topic for this week. We're just going to be <laughs> chit-chatting. and uh, But it's backed by popular demand. Assorted clamps number two. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all those people that messaged me asking for it. it. No, they messaged me directly. They said that was their favorite episode, um, and uh, they messaged me by downloading that episode more than other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what. It, like one thing we were ta- talking about in the pre-show that didn't even get recorded was uh, we we were chatting about. Um, how much we watch and comment on other people's videos. And I thought that was a very interesting thing. And I thought it'd be an interesting part to kind of pull into the conversation um, and record it because I think uh, like, I know I watch and comment on a lot of videos per week. And I know that if I didn't do that, I'd be way more productive in the shop. Hmm. And I wonder is it something I do to try and like avoid doing the work? Hmm. Well, I mean, you said yourself, it is a part of your creative process. So I don't think you can ignore that completely. Um, but I know some of that, like making feeling you can get by also like watching other people do it and you get some of the benefits from it. So on the other side of that, if I'm looking through my YouTube watch history, um, the only videos I've watched recently that have anything to do with anything are, um, the dancing scene from Pulp Fiction to see how I could edit that and Eden and I could reenact that. I have not watched like any making videos, um, in weeks. Yeah. All my media consumption recently has been, uh, podcasts, audiobooks, uh, watching shows with Eden at night. Um, it's just, yeah, I found it really hard to justify recently because I feel like I'm at a point where the, the only thing I need is time and I want to spend like as much time as I can working on the things I want to, to get to the places I want to be. Um, so I've just, and it's not always healthy because sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to take a rest. I need to like focus on something else for a while. But the pattern I'm in right now is, um, work on something for a while or, and then relax by cooking and doing the dishes or like going for a walk. Um, because if I'm already spending this time, like editing on my computer or, or working in fusion 360, it doesn't really feel 
relaxing in the same way to be like watching a video because because I am in that really like production mindset, then I also am watching it like with a critical eye and feeling a little antsy, like I want to get back to what I'm doing. But see, even when I watch non-maker stuff, I watch it with a new critical eye because I make videos. Like I have a mm-hmm. little post-it note. I was watching Samantha B of all things. And I made this little post-it note that showed like an edit they did. And I went, I'm going to steal that edit. And I'm showing the post-it note up, but no one else is going to be able to see it. But like, I literally was watching a video for like full frontal with Samantha B and I went, ah, that's a cool edit. Like whatever they were doing, isn't what I'm going to be doing, but yeah. And actually this is a good opportunity. Full full frontal. Yeah. Full frontal. (laughs) Do you want to explain that? Nope. It's a, <laughs> is this a safe for work? Yep, safe for work. It's on TBS. Okay. It's just the name of the show. Okay. It's the um, name of the show to okay. be provocative. It's a political uh, uh, it's a political show. I don't know who Samantha B is, so Yeah. Well, she's So I was gonna say this this is a good opportunity to actually try to clarify what I tripped over my words. Uh, a couple weeks ago when, when I was saying the after show, like the biggest brain fart I've ever had while being recording before, <laughs> what I was trying to say at that point was that I think of the three of us, I watch like the least amount of maker videos, at least like at this point. And I think the reason I tripped over it is because I feel guilty about it. Um, because you guys and like the people in makers on zoom having coffee are like so supportive and like watch everyone's stuff. And I just don't as much. Like I just, it's not what I am spending a lot of time doing right now. And I have a lot in the past, but I'm really not at present. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I feel a little guilty about it. And I think there's a point that you have to figure, am I part, like, am I a consumer or a creator? Like at one point you become a content creator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before that point, you might've been creating content, but if your goal is to be a content creator, at some point you have to just start going, that's what I'm doing. I'm creating content. I'm not consuming as much anymore. I have to create it. Yeah. Right. When it becomes your job or when you want it to be your job, which is something that I think you, you're, you want your job to be full-time maker creative, however that works out, whether it's YouTube fame or, 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 or otherwise, if I understand you correctly. Um, yeah. You, you want to create things. Um, and other people like I, it's my hobby. So when I think of it as a hobby, I have a different thought process on it is I'm okay. Like that's part of my, my part of my hobby is watching those videos. Yeah. And I only, the only reason I mentioned that is, is potentially, are you ever worried that you will get burnt out on what you're doing because you're not taking any of the, like that part, like watching a video is kind of downtime that's related to your hobby that allows you to do something like or allows you to not even your hobby is is something that you know allows you a little bit of downtime let me i think i can clarify what you're trying to say is that the watching on someone else's video allows me to engage in my hobby and something that i love in a very low pressure situation so it can rekindle that spark if that spark is dwindling because i've been working so hard on my own stuff. Yeah. Right? A, little, a little bit like that, but it's also like yeah. it's, you don't even need to rekindle. It's to ensure that you don't burn it out in the first place. 
Yeah. And I think I do need to do that a little. Like it's kind of like I was saying in the productivity episode, like I am very conscious of my state of mind and how I'm feeling and um I can feel a lot of times when I am approaching burnout and I need to switch it up a little bit. However, I think uh I think yeah, it would be good if I took a bit of time to kind of watch stuff. And like I've mentioned before, it's it's always a good experience. Um it's just like you 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 fall it's so easy to fall into habits. Yeah. Right? Like it's like if you miss four Jimmy DeResta videos, then it's like you're not as invested into watching the next one. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I can totally miss four videos of someone and they put something out that I actually am interested in. Yeah. And I'll watch it. Like I watched the latest Jimmy DeResta video. It's a leather tooled bag. And I really thought you would want to watch it so you could make fun of him for not knowing the names of the tools. <laughs> like he didn't know the name I of love uh, Jimmy leatherworking videos. He, his leatherworking videos inspired me to start leatherworking. Right. So he doesn't know the name of a swivel knife. Oh, okay. I don't know is, the names of tons of stuff. No, totally. It's just, it, that like, to me brings it down to a level to go every, not like he is one of the makers that I know has one of the deepest knowledge bases. And there's still things that I know that he doesn't know. So it kind of like humanizes him and goes, you know, everyone started somewhere. It's so funny when you notice that. Like I was listening to the Tim Ferriss show um, a couple weeks ago and someone mentioned a term and Tim was like, I think this is called this. And I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, Tim Ferriss doesn't know this term that I know. Like someone who I think of as like very smart. <laughs> it is, it's stupid because like knowledge is so specific. Yeah. But, um, it is funny when that happens. You're like, oh my God, it's a, they're a person. So the other thing that's gr- great about that video is that he mentioned our podcast, he even talked about really? the logo. No, not really. Uh, he talked about <laughs> squeeze clamps and how much he hates them. That's hilarious. Yeah. I go through weird phases with YouTube. Like I get obsessed with something and then my subscription feed is just full of that. And then somehow I get hooked on something else and then my subscription feed changes over. But I'm going to be completely honest. Like I don't watch much maker stuff. I watch like the big makers like Jimmy and Bob and John Malecki. And I think that's about it. I watch Wood Whisperer as well. And that like pretty much those four. There's a few others like little names that I might watch if I'm interested. But normally my subscription feed's full of like gaming and that sort of stuff. So that's so, what you just said, I think is another reason why this is a difficult thing for me to talk about because I also, the things I watch maker wise and listen to also like podcasts are skewed towards the more su- already successful and established yeah. people. And I think part of that is because like I am very inspired by people who are like at the top of their game it's why I like, I love how I built this because I listened to like the founder of HelloFresh or I don't know, like James Dyson, um, some inventor, some founder talking about starting this massive thing from the ground up. And it like inspires me so much that I kind of just like chase that high in, tor- in terms of like the media I consume. Like I love listening and watching, listening to and watching people at the top of their game. So that I, I do watch a lot of the bigger people than the smaller creators. And I feel a little bad about that because I want to be supporting the small people as well. So, I totally agree. I do like the opposite. I'd rather spend my time watching a smaller creator 
so that I can commiserate with them and understand their pain of creating an awesome video that gets 200 views. Mm. Right. Mm. Like people, there's some bigger video, like bigger people's names. And I go, your video sucked. It was just garbage. Like I, I watched it and I went, I'm not giving it a thumbs down. It was fine. It was a fine video, but it wasn't your best video. Right. Like most people want to put out every single video is their best video. And some people, sometimes you don't. Right. Sometimes you make a crappy video and you still put it out and you go, well, I had to put out something because the sponsor yeah. wanted X or Y or whatever. You know what I mean? And or you just want to continue being prolific and you right. want to be like, I, just get getting the reps in. Right. Right. Totally. And that's fine. But I watch it and I go, that person got thousands and hundreds of thousands of views on their garbage while these people are making way better videos, getting hundreds of views. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I just kind of look yeah. at it and go like, that's why I like to watch those little ones because I go, there are a lot of diamonds in the rough, but there's a lot of rough that I have to watch. So, <laughs> yeah, but I do well, well, appreciate that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Grant. Like, are you in any way an early adopter? Do you like being like the first one to try out the new X technology? Never. Or? No. I, and okay. I completely hundred percent resist change. Instagram changed today. And I went, oh, I forgot to turn off auto updates on Instagram. And now it's changed. What, what, what changed? Oh, uh, they changed it. Like, it I haven't slightly, slightly changed. I haven't made on it. Yeah, they changed I've where like I, I noticed that the, so the speak, interfaces speak. are different between the end of the spotlight account and my personal account, which really annoys me. Oh, that I don't is know if annoying. That's the thing you're talking about, but like the like button changed yes. around. Now, like the create button is for reels yeah. or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. Speaking of which, why the hell YouTube did you put the add a video button to the bottom? Yes, I'm so freaking annoyed with it i keep clicking on it thinking i'm clicking on subscriptions and it's so frustrating it just do everything within youtube like, studio That's even if thing. you even if you upload once a day like even if you were a daily uploader you don't need the button to be in the center <laughs> yeah the i agree there's no need for it it was fine where it was uh, well i wonder if they're trying to like cap like because if you look at like twitter or um tiktok or instagram those are all very like high frequency posting centered. And I wonder if YouTube mm -hmm. is trying to get people more to like posting more frequently. I, I could understand that more if it was like a go live button and not an upload so button. When you get bigger, you open up a community tab and that plus button will take yeah. you to the community tab or go or upload a video. Even so I can make a community yeah. tab vote. Like I press that little button. They're trying to make me press that button to make a community tab post, but I'm not. I'm never like even mm. big YouTubers, the biggest of the big YouTubers are using it once a week. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> unless you're a daily like. I, I would use it just to let people know I'm still alive and that it's been a month since I put <laughs> out a video, but I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Grant. Did you just did you just mute to open that beer? You just mute yourself and then open a beer. Yeah. Grant, I do that all the time. I do that. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want anyone knowing how many beers I drink during this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminded me. Why well, you got a beer in your hand? Um, I've got to sing you the Australian anthem. Does it include beer? Yes. Really. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, stop hitting your microphone. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
that is like with we're wearing these giant headphones just trying to like hear each other and they're like boom on the mic i'm sure other people also don't like it but i don't like it mm. and i can say something to you the rest of the people they're at home going why adam actually and they don't know who speaks for the people they don't know who, That's so true. now I'm putting it all on you, Adam. It is you. Anytime someone's hit the microphone, <laughs> if someone's typing on their keyboard, it's probably you. I don't know why Adam's on uh, blast tonight, today. Like That's just <laughs> who I've decided to mm. just... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to sing Grant the Australian National Anthem, and you have to hold a beer in your hand to do it. Ready? Here's to Grant. He's... Wait. He's too grant, he's true blue, he's a piss pot through and through. He's a bastard, so they say, and he's not going to heaven. He went the other way. He's going down, down. You missed a skull. skull. You say skull? Skull. You got to skull your beer. What does that does mean? Skull mean chuck. You got to down your beer. Oh. You down I, your beer. I've never heard this before. What? Oh, really? <laughs> no. You really got to do this cultural difference. Yeah, well, you don't have one. drinking song. Oh, my God. <laughs> You don't have drinking songs? No, we do. It's just skull is 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 not is clearly an Australian slang. Yeah. You're right. Well, we had a lot very much like we that. Like, in we Alan like to Hill. drink with Grant. We like to drink with Grant. I like to drink with Grant. <laughs> do you don't know that no. song? We don't even have a word me, uh, used in it for drink. <laughs> what? Oh, that's funny. All right. We I think definitely... we're starting to come apart at the seams. I think we should uh, I, I switch think... gears. <laughs> All right, it's quickly though. Um, I think this is a okay. So we finish it quickly. Blah blah blah. All right, we like to drink with Grant because Grant is our mate. We like to drink with Grant. She gets he gets it down in eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. great content for an audio podcast. Yes. Uh, so I think we're gonna move on. Oh boy. To our, I actually meant to do that for the pre-show, but um, well, you could have saved it for the after-show. Too late. Next, if we can edit that out, uh, I think we're going to move over to the clamp mandations <laughs> no. for the week because sometimes having no topic. I said it was going to be a scuffed episode. Yeah, sometimes having no no topic is great, and other times. This episode happened. So. <laughs> I feel like we kind of just gave ourselves a topic by talking about YouTube. Clamp mandations, morally, what are you telling everyone else to put in their clamps this week? So I mentioned um, a few weeks ago that the impetus for the um, Halo Health Pack first aid kit was I wanted to make a puzzle box. So I, I was prototyping a puzzle box. And then while I was working on that, this idea came into my mind. Um and it made me remember this account I follow um, who the way, I don't know, you guys know the way Instagram algorithms work. You follow someone and you never see their stuff. But I was looking through my saved posts and I saw this account. So Coggin Sound, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, it is first word K-A-G-E-N, last word sound, S-O-U-N-D. Um, he or she, I think it's a he, is a puzzle box artist. Um, and posts all these videos of incredibly intricate, meticulous, precise work of these finished puzzle boxes. It is absolutely incredible. Most of them are made out of wood. Um, 
he has some that look like they're straight out of the Da Vinci code. Like he did this cabinet collaboration um, that has like multiple secret compartments and all these mechanisms. So, so something like this, I still really would like to do one day. I have no idea how far away it is, but I know I'm going to be scrolling through this account a lot for inspiration. Um, Cause the level of just like three dimensional thinking um, mechanics is, is really quite something I would definitely recommend checking out this page. That's really cool. I was just looking on his website um, and he's like a mathematics like degree. And like, that's what he studied. Like, like this is like, you need to be smart to come up with these puzzle boxes and they look beautiful too. Totally makes sense. I mean, um, so quick aside, I went to the new Bedford whaling museum in new Bedford, Massachusetts, which is a, amazing museum um and they had this whole knot exhibition i was actually telling grant about this when we were on our camping trip um and talking all about the history of knot tying and Mm -hmm. some of the big knot tires like ashley as a lot of the knot fanatics know um and there's tons of mathematicians who go on to like invent knots um whole branches of mathematics have been invented in terms of um new types of knots because they're very you can represent things in a way that you can't in other ways of mathematics. It's this like multi-dimensional craziness. Um, mm. And I would think that puzzle boxes are a similar thing. You have things acting in multiple axes, all these different dependencies. Um, I can't imagine the process it takes to invent something like that, yeah. but I would like to figure it out one day. Yeah. That it, like a puzzle box sounds like a lot of fun. I used to love doing little puzzle like at the hobby shop we worked at, we had these like little puzzle things that you would see at like the, the cash register that every once in a while people would like try and solve and then you'd have to show them and then they'd buy it because they felt bad because they couldn't figure it out on their own. Um, you know it's funny? I don't really, I don't really like doing the, um, the like three dimensional puzzle things. Um, but the idea of making a puzzle box is really fun. <laughs> you don't like doing them. No, like, you know, like, you know, those ones that are like a few pieces of metal that you have to unhook from one another. Yeah. I've, I've never just, I've never found them very fun. Interesting. Cause I really yeah. enjoy it. It's like a weird, but I don't know. I can, I, oh my God. I'm watching this video on Coggin sounds. This is incredible. It's just like a loop of him cutting this checkerboard glue up into like incredibly thin strips with this massive slicer. It is mesmerizing yeah, anyway they, just follow this account it's yeah, amazing giant hand plane basically yeah yeah ah that's cool um how about you adam who do you think so deserves before, to be in everyone else's clamps i was gonna quickly say before i go on to my clamp mendation i just noticed that grant put up a story today and it has in it about his uh force of tools thing well, how did, well, but people, lis- people listening to this, the story will be gone. So suck it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, my clamp mandation this week is <laughs> you're going to laugh at me, but whatever. So don't tell my mates, but I've been obsessed with Fortnite and I don't know why I downloaded it. I can't stop playing it. I'm very addicted. Anyway. So apparently I don't know if it's like every six months or year or whatever, they do a, um, an event. And they did an event about six months ago with Travis Scott. And it's like a nine-minute 
concert, like in game, and like Travis Scott oh comes in like really like huge and yeah, that's like straight sick. out of Ready Player One. Yeah, it's so cool. So that's my recommendation is or recommendation is to go watch the uh, Travis Scott Fortnite. I'll definitely watch event. that. I like Travis Scott. Yeah. Have you guys Who, played who's Trevor us? Scott? Yes. I was going to say, do we want to get a Makers with Zoom Among Us thing going? Oh, that'd be so fun. Wait, so uh, Grant, Travis, Travis Scott is like a hip hop artist is slash it, singer. Yeah. He, he does, he's he's a like, cool kind of unique style. Oh, okay. He's like a new age little Wayne. Yeah. I Lil heard Wayne. Trevor Scott and I looked up Trevor Scott and I found a, an American football defensive end. And I went... That seems like it wouldn't be quite the draw that you're talking about. Wait, wait, okay. So Grant, Grant, you have not played Among Us. No, and I probably never will. What? It's all right. You could. It's it's free to download. It's super fun. So basically, it's it's on your it's phone. It's a party game. Um, you have ten people all together, and you're all in a spaceship together. And one person is an imposter who's trying to sabotage and kill everyone else. So it's basically like you know the game Mafia. Okay, so Mafia is a game, like it's an in-person <laughs> game where like one person is a Mafia and they kill other people and everyone else has to guess who they are. Right. So Among Us is like Mafia, but a computer game. Um, it's super fun. I've, I played with some friends last week. We all got in a Zoom call together. And basically like if someone dies and someone sees it, you report them and then you all convene for a meeting and you have to vote someone off the spaceship. And if the assassin kills everyone else, then they win. And if the... Uh, if everyone else gets the assassin off, then everyone else wins. Um, yeah, so I agree, Adam. I think we should do a Makers on Zoom playing Among Us. That would be sick. Well, that does sound like you guys it's will a, it's have a, bit, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it, sorry. Someone drove past my house. It's a bit scuff when you play it without Zoom because it's like you're trying to type to people and like trying to get your type, you know, your texting quick enough and stuff before other people do. But it's really funny when you kill someone and someone comes in the room and they report the body. I am always like, first on, I'm just like, they killed in front of me and then self-reported. <laughs> Everyone votes them off. Uh, yeah, I've only played like with uh, Zoom. I can't imagine doing it all over text. That seems like hell. Well, I've only ever played it over text. Yeah, super mm. fun. Yeah, uh, I would recommend that as well. That'll be my second clamendation. Well, um... Right. I guess it's time for me to clamp mandate something. Find one. Uh, no, I have. I just didn't want to type while I was on the thing, so I didn't type it in. But uh, cow, oh, cow dog, uh, Craftworks uh, released a giant timber frame sliding barn door. And Ooh. what I like about uh, this thing is he is that. One I've been, I guess it's like one of those things you've been seeing it being built on his Instagram for a while, and you didn't really know how what it was going to look like. Um, but it's like this giant thing, and he uses a lot of hand tools, which is really cool. Like for the most part, he's using hand tools other than a table saw to to mill up the lumber in the first place. But then after that, it's all pretty much hand tools, and it's really cool. Um, and it's like how tight he can get his joints. It's all about tight joints. <laughs> Mm. Um, <laughs> 420 wow the first thing I went to was like joints in your body that's what I was thinking too <laughs> Drago <laughs> well it's been legal in Canada for a long time but uh, yeah. not that I've actually <laughs> is it actually yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. it's not legal here yeah how's, how's, speaking, speaking of though how's that um, state that made all drugs like non criminalized Oregon yeah. 
That's insane. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. I'm 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 behind that. Um. Anyways, uh, it's a really cool build. It's a long video though, so, so it's thirty minute long video. But there's a lot of really cool like nuggets in it throughout the process. Um. And it's a like, I don't know. I watched it. I thought it was really good, and I think you cool. should all watch it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and don't play Among Us because I'm really tired of seeing Among Us uh, YouTube videos recommended to me. They are everywhere, and it's really frustrating. It's Just like, play the game. It's fine. It's like Minecraft. Yeah, how, about, how about watch one of those videos, and then you'll understand. I understand the game. Yeah, I don't you, care. You gotta, but a, a game goes for, like, five minutes, so it's such a good game to be able to get into. Yeah. I don't know. I'll stick to her stuff. Yeah, you're such a, such a contrarian. No, so this is the I'm. Although you could play for like twenty hours and never get imposter, which really grinds my gears. Uh, so I don't. I'm not an early adopter. So five years from now, I'll be asking you guys to play imposter, and you'll be like, "No, that game is done now." <laughs> it's like made with four. Exactly. Um, anyways, uh, I'll be like, "How did you guys not tell me to do this?" But no, um, it was good. So, <laughs> give it six months and Greg goes, so my recommendations among us. <laughs> yeah, probably not, though. But, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to talk now about Patreon. I'm going to thank our F-Clamps level, uh, Leroy from Big Rock Timberworks. Uh, he's our F-Clamp level. As everyone knows, the F-Clamps are the best type of clamps. Um, so you should get on there. There's another, there's a couple other levels and all the different levels get access to our after show. And sometimes we do a pre-show, um, and, and upload it, but, uh, we always do an after show and, uh, yeah. The other thing I'd like to say is if you're not interested in Patreon and you don't want to hear more from us, I understand that there's only so much of me I can take as well. Uh, then what we'd really love is if you could share the show um, and write us a review. As you know, we did a giveaway for the reviews, um, and we always have Morley writing the reviews in a funny accent. Um, but this week we don't have any reviews. So if you want to go give us a review, uh, we don't care if you give us five stars or not. Five stars is nice. Give us one star. I don't care. I think it's funnier if, if you just give a funny accent for Morley to do. That just reminded leave me. Leave a review just to be funny if you want to, too. Yeah. That just reminded me of a secret thing I want to tell you guys about in the after show. Ooh. Ooh. Secret things. All right. So I'm going to thank TF Turning for the use of our theme song. And I'm going to ask Is there any other business? No, sir. Oh, actually, one thing. I think when I said earlier uh, the piece of wood stuck into the wall. Um, I'm not sure if that was cinder block. Um, I feel like that's a little unlikely. I think it was actually drywall. So. Okay. <laughs> that sounds way <laughs> more likely, <laughs> but cinder block's yeah. possible. Cause if you got one of the cavities of a yeah, cinder block wall, it's, it's possible. It, it would just be like even in the motor. Yeah. Or in the motor. Yeah. <laughs> just depends on how big. Also, sorry. Sorry for those listening for the most scuffed episode ever, <laughs> but I think it's fun. It's fun to just talk yeah. once in a while. Yeah. I, I, that's the point. Well, now I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Um, but you can find Morley at Morley Kurt everywhere, including Twitter. You can find Adam at Maker Mackey everywhere, but he probably won't update Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. And he probably won't put out a YouTube <laughs> video either. And you can find me at The Grant Alexander everywhere. And I won't do Twitter.
I'll be there, but I won't do it. So thank you all for listening. Bye. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Hi. We're doing a solar eclipse, right? Yeah. What? You're, you're, no? 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 Are we doing a solar eclipse? Hello and welcome to Clamp, the creating living and... <laughs> uh, yes, we are. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, 